Congratulations, you found it. This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Oh, the uh, Ice Mageddon 2016 was a bust. We were supposed to have a huge ice storm in the Oklahoma City metro, and we got pretty much nothing. But they got it really bad up north. They did, northwest. I actually... There was more ice on my steps and on my porch and on my trees outside of my apartment. After the storm warnings, <laughs> yeah, after expired. they expired, yeah, yeah, we had that issue too. They closed the schools the day before. Everybody was ready. You know, they had the mm-hmm. ice trucks out doing their thing, and yeah, nothing. <laughs> the grocery stores were empty, and we were all ready to sit in, you know, and read books and stay home. And it turned out to be. Well, you know what happened? I actually prepared. I went to the store. I bought firewood for the fireplace in case we lose power. <laughs> yeah. I bought candles. So this is all your fault. It is my fault. Because <laughs> you were and actually ready if for If I would it. have stayed home and not gotten anything for the ice storm, we wouldn't have had power for two days like last time we got an ice yeah, storm. Yes, so yeah. we've all been through it. So we, we get the fact that it can happen. And yeah, I think the last time we had an ice storm, it snapped all the power poles in half down by where I live. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we yes. were without power for, for days. For some two people, and a half days. Some people uh-huh. had no power for two weeks. Yeah. So you can see why they prepared. But mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of reading done this weekend. I do like the massive amounts of rain we're about to get. Oh, it is still raining. Yeah, and there's a huge wave coming towards us. Oh, yay. We need it. I Definitely. just wish it wasn't so cold outside. Yeah, it's yeah. still a little nipply out there. So long as it stays above freezing, we're good. <laughs> we're all so spoiled. Living in Oklahoma City, we have pretty temperate weather most of the time. Yeah, most. Well, I actually saw a post on Facebook that said last Friday and there was all that snow. Like, cause we got a lot of snow last yeah, we week. we did. We got snow last week. Then Wednesday, it had people in their bathing suits jumping up now and going to the beach. Well, it and was 73 degrees. I know. And then the last picture was coming this weekend, and it had the ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. yep, that's a week in Oklahoma. That's, that's pretty that's much sure. what it's like in the winter here. But a lot of people get a lot of good reading done when stuff like this happens. I got a lot of books read but they weren't necessarily books that I want to share. I read a couple of really weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of left me shaking my head going, oh, man, how could I even explain that, let alone review it? <laughs> yeah. I've read some like yeah. that. I had a couple like that this weekend. So, yeah. What about you girls? Do you have a good good book weekend? Yes, actually, I did. I read, I'm on my third book for the week, which is unusual for me because yeah. usually I don't read quite that much. But my son's been watching sports and I've been crocheting. So uh-huh. I pop my book in while I'm crocheting. And of course, then, that's audiobook for those. Yes, audiobook. Yeah. Because I can't read a book and crochet at the same time. You got to, <laughs> I can't split my eyes <laughs> to look at two things at once. <laughs> but that would take some talent. <laughs> what were you listening to? Um. Well, the one that I'm going to review tonight and then. 
some other, I might review the other books next week. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet. She's got a backlog like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm ever going to get to all of the ones that I've read in this lifetime. But Yeah, but I'll, I'll give a Trading hint. News. I'll give a teaser. It's it's a classic that a lot of us read when we were in school and uh-huh. the sequel. Ah, uh, yes, I think I know exactly what that is. Yes. We'll look forward to that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Did you get a lot of reading done? No. But to be fair, I started school this week, so oh, that's oh, right. trying yes. to multitask over here that and is. work full time. So you right. read just, you know, not a lot. Well, I meant school, yeah. school stuff. School, school stuff. Je yeah, parle be- en français. Oh, oui? <laughs> 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 because the first week of school, I think you have to read all of the syllabi. Sil- yeah, yeah, syllabi's. For all of your classes, and that takes and, time. And then, Some of if those you are feel long. really, yeah. if you feel really ambitious, then you start reading those textbooks. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Well, my French, I do have a French textbook, but my other class, it's called Consumer Marketing. Uh huh. The dude wrote the textbook, and then he's like, "You guys don't actually need to buy this. <laughs> you don't need to have a textbook for this class." Even though I so wrote I was the like, textbook. <laughs> yes. Well, that makes sense if he's doing the lecture. Then it's the yeah. same thing. Then it's from him. He's the guy. Yeah. I, I'm interested you saved yourself to see like, how this bucks. is going to work. Because, I don't know. But, yeah. But I did read one book. So, well, so hey. we're good. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all you need for this podcast. That's right. So who wants to go first tonight? Anybody? Anybody? I can go first. Okay. Okay. okay so this one has been, I've seen it on a ton of lists lately. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. And the, just the title kind of interested me. It's mm-hmm. called uh, Truly Madly Guilty. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Uh, okay. By Leanne Moriarty. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. I thought it was going to be like a really big like murder mystery almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, there's a lot of characters that she explains. Like one of them plays an instrument and... It talks about her husband, and then it talks about their friends, and it goes into their, uh, like, their entire life, kind of, like, explaining, like, who they are and how they became who they are, and it's showing you their relationship, and one of the girls who has OCD and her mother is a hoarder, and, like, it talks a lot about this, Um, she is trying to have a child, and they're going through IVF, and she doesn't tell her uh, best friend this. Um, And so, but she ends up asking her best friend if she can have one of her eggs, because her, like, uh, they live in Australia, and there you can't, like, there's just not as many people who, like, donate their eggs. So she asks her best friend for an egg, and then... Her best friend's pissed because she doesn't know that she's going through it? Well, she does get frustrated because she never was told that, like, they're trying to have a baby. She thought they never wanted one. Mm. And growing up, like, she never really wanted to be her friend, like, because her she was always dirty uh, because her mother is a hoarder. And she always had, like, fleas. But but Clementine, that's the girl who was asked to donate her, like, her eggs. That's her name. Um her mother always was like, you need to be nice to her and you need to be friends with her. And so they go through their entire life with Clementine being nice to this other woman. And this, she thinks they 
like that they're best friends. But they're really not because... Kind of. And so it's exploring this relationship. And then they go over to a barbecue one day. And so this entire time you're going through like this story and you're going having flashback chapters to this barbecue. So at some point, you know that something is going to happen at this barbecue that's like going to completely change the story. And then in the middle of like reading all of this, then some guy that's one another neighbor is Mm -hmm. found dead in his home by like some of the characters. And so you've got all this stuff going on. And it's very like just interesting the way she throws all of this stuff together. Hmm. It's very dramatic, um, kind of. What did you think of it? It's um, it's not like the best book in the entire world, but it's a very good read. Like I, I mean, I would recommend it, you'd recommend it to somebody if they just are looking for something interesting to read. Well, the reason mm-hmm. I asked that is because um, I actually thought about when we were doing our podcast in the early before we actually published them one of the books that I picked was by that girl mm-hmm. and it was called um, Big Little Lies yeah right and that one is being made into an HBO series mm-hmm. um, and it was I really liked the way she when you were talking about the way she wrote it uh, it was interesting because I wondered if she would approach approach it a different way like she did with that one where you knew that somebody was going to die, but you didn't know who and you had no idea what was going to happen. That was really what the mystery was in that particular book. She wrote it sort of backwards so that yeah. it worked mm-hmm. up to the yeah. event at the end where something happens. Well, and this is kind yeah. of similar because when you're finding out about like their relationships with each other and their like previous like how they became who they are mm-hmm. it's after the barbecue and so like you're learning about especially how their relationship has changed since that event even though you don't know what that event is right and right. so it's very interesting to mm-hmm. like because you're sitting there like you don't know what's happening yes. you don't know why see that's what got me because the, the the book itself held nothing for me because it was about a bunch of women and their and their um preschool kids mm-hmm and it was like all very girlfriendy kind of popular girl clicky stuff. I don't know. It felt like that to me anyway. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't the kind of book I would have chosen. But the way she wrote it. Yeah. Man. Hmm. It sounds like she's really good at taking like ordinary life. Right. And making it like interesting and eventful and suspenseful. Yes. And there were there were. Another there was another thing about that particular book that I liked, and that is that I had never really read anything about domestic violence in quite that way before. Mm-hmm. There was some domestic violence issues that took place in the book that really made me think a lot about some of the previous relationships I've had with women that made me wonder, you know, geez, I wonder if maybe... She was going through this. You know, I just sort of saw some things that I might not have noticed before because I, you know, if you're not in that kind of a situation or if you don't have experience with it, then... It's hard to know. Yeah. It's hard to pick out the clues. Right. Yeah. And it does sound kind of interesting how most writers have the major event happen at the beginning, kind of to catch your attention. But it sounds like she has the major event happen... Near the end of the book? Well, she actually does reveal, like, what happens at this barbecue 
on like 55% of my Kindle. Like, okay, so about 50, halfway through. Yeah. About halfway okay. through. But well, then this you one still was don't at, know. The one I read was at the very end. Yeah, which is a very different Yeah, approach. it was backwards because... It was a bit different, yeah. different approach. But it was interesting because when you're a writer... And you're in a genre where there are where there's a lot of competition. It's hard to stand out. Yeah. And it sounds like she's doing a great job of it because she's already got several bestsellers oh, yeah. out there. Well, and that's why I found this is it was on Amazon's top. Yeah. Top rated. And then they were doing sales. And I actually read Big Little Lies because one of the ladies that we work with at the library, her daughter had given her to two of the books. And then she read one of them, and she's obviously, I think she's in her 70s, and she just loved it. She thought it was great and, you know, said, oh, you've got to read this. Is that Kyla? Yeah, Kyla. Kyla, yeah. We have very similar tastes in books. I was going to say, you and Kyla exchange book ideas quite a bit. We do. Um, So, yeah, and it's interesting to see how a writer can take something like that. It's a fairly ordinary idea, really. Mm-hmm. And she just sort of removes parts of it to keep you, you know, yeah. interested. You know something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or you know there's a connection someplace, but she doesn't give you the full reveal till halfway through the book. Yeah. In this case, it sounds like, and plus somebody dies, right? Yeah, well, and like even, like she tells you what happens at like the main event you're flashing back to in halfway through, but she doesn't like, that's, it didn't, doesn't just end there. Right. It's still You're got still, all this other stuff you a have lot to go of through, too. still going on. So, huh. I don't know. It's very interesting. I would describe it as, like, like something to read on a rainy day. Or, I've heard this term a lot, which I never really understood, a beach read. Oh, yes. Like, beach read. That it, is a perfect way to describe Big Little Lies, yeah. too. When you're sitting at the beach tanning. Which well, because you can read it quick. It, for me, that book, I, in fact, I read it on read? spring break last year. Well, there you go. It was it was one of those books that I read in one day because hmm. it was so good. I just sat through there and went, read all of it, <laughs> caught all the way through it. Yeah, and I wasn't listening to it either. I was reading it because hmm. I was in the car and I was bored. You know, yeah, driving to Florida that's a long way. I've actually way. had books like that. Yeah, where you sit and read, and before you know it, and you're like, oh, look, oh, look the I'm sun's done. coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the name of the author on that again? I forget. Uh, Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty. Okay. So she's definitely one to one to get a hold of one of her books because especially um, especially if you're a book collector, you might want to get a hold of some hardcovers of those before the HBO series hits because it's going to be harder to right. get. It'll, well, it'll be hits, an Australian. Be... It's pub- originally published in Australia, so you really can't get a first edition. You know, I thought that was That's interesting because it takes place in Australia. And if you're an American author or like a British author, it's very rare for you to like write a novel that takes place in Australia of all places. Yeah. not Nothing is wrong with well, Australia. It's just like most people she's, don't. She's do an that. Australian author, though. Yeah. But she also, another thing is her writing doesn't like... I can tell when I'm reading a British author. Yeah, so you can't, and you can't tell. tell you're reading an Austra- like somebody from a different country. No, you can't tell huh. at all. The only reason that I f- figured it out was because I didn't recognize the towns that she was talking about. So at first I thought it must be someplace on the East Coast. And I was curious, so I looked her up. And then I found out it was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. 
And I think it was some of the way she was describing the preschool, too, that, that gave it away. It was a little different. Yeah. So, yeah. Subtle difference. So what would you give it? Uh, Probably like a four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds interesting. It sounds like... It might um, target younger readers a little yeah. bit. Is it? I would say that that one that I read. I don't know if would maybe uh, maybe like childbearing age. Yes, I guess. but not just like because like I don't. I know I'm childbearing age, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's maybe geared towards people who are a little bit more, more mature than what most twenty-four year olds like. like maybe right. thirty, early thirties, or right. late twenties, yeah. thirty to forty yeah. year range somewhere yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Big Little Lies felt more to me like the that it would be marketed towards forty year olds, which is about ten years younger than me. Uh, mainly because okay. they were all mothers of preschool aged children. Yeah. So maybe even younger than that. But the people that are gonna play it in the HBO series are not young. We're talking to Cole Kidman oh, okay. and that well, see, sort of age. Yeah. I've heard of Big Little Lies and I thought that it was geared towards like younger adults, like 20, 30. And well, not... I think that that was her idea somehow. There were but it kind of hit the market. Mid 30s to 40s was kind of kind of the age group and, and some even younger than that in those characters because you do run across um, a, a different age group of people. Being an older mother myself, I mean, you and I are 10 years apart, Vani. Yeah. But our boys are the same age. Yeah, that's true. So you run into a lot of, and then you've got the really young moms who give birth when they're, you know, 18 or something, and they're going to be a lot younger. So you have a big mix of different types of characters in there. Yeah. Hmm. But Nicole Kidman is not a young woman anymore. (laughs) No, I feel like they're trying to play it like Stepford Wives- like the TV well, show, yeah. they're trying to make it so because that was very, very popular. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. trying to do the same, not the same thing, but gear it towards the same. It's definitely going to be very huge. I think it's already very huge in Australia, and I think that's why. Well, I've seen like the previews, and it interests me. I just don't have it cable. Was, it was very, very good. <laughs> well, I don't have HBO either, so <laughs> we'll have to ask somebody else about it when yeah. it comes out. All right. So that one's done. Well, if you don't mind, if I go next, I kind of have a little, little tiny bit of a tie-in because okay. my my novel had a little bit of mental instability in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I read was it's called Vanessa and Her Sister by Pyra Parmer, P A R M A R Parmer, Parmer, Parmer. Okay. And I actually picked this because my sister's name is Vanessa. I was going to say, <laughs> right on the nose, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because I was like, Vanessa and her sister. Oh, that's a sister named Vanessa. So, <laughs> so I kind of looked at it and it looked sort of interesting. I will have to say, though, that um, it's written almost like in the same style as uh, Pretty Women or Little Women, mm-hmm. kind of like in, in that older English style. Mm-hmm. And I almost quit reading it. It was one of those ones, kind of like that one book that I read, Mr. Splitfoot. Oh, where yes. When I was just about ready to say, you know, I think I'm going to look and see what else is going <laughs> at the library. I was kind of like, what? 
well, this is interesting. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, maybe I'll give this a little, a couple more chapters. <laughs> so they got you before you turned it back in. That's they good. did, but I think a lot of it had to do with the with the style of the writing because it was kind of that older right mm-hmm. style, and it's kind of harder to understand right. because the symbolism is different than yeah. what we use now. Mm-hmm. But what this book is about, it is about Vanessa Bell and her sister Virginia Woolf. Which Vanessa Bell is a painter, and everyone knows Virginia Woolf is a writer. Most mm-hmm. people know that, I shouldn't assume. But it is about them growing up and about their friends, who's a circle of intellectuals, other writers, painters, known as the Bloomberry Group. Mm-hmm. But Bloomberry? Bloomberry Group. Bloomberry. Bloomberry okay. Group. But the book is mainly about the relationship between. Vanessa and Virginia. And Virginia. A painter and a writer. It yes. sounds like me and my sister. Yes, because your sister is a painter. And I'm sort of a writer. And so. you are a writer, just unpub- unpublished because you haven't finished your book yet. I will eventually, <laughs> maybe before I die. <laughs> but, um, but Virginia is mentally unstable. And of course, this is back in like 1905 period, between 1905 and 19. 19- 40, I think, is about the time period that this takes takes place in. And they don't really have treatments for it. And they don't really know what's wrong with her. Yeah, they used to call it, what, what did they call it if you had depression? They called it like... Um, well, I know in that time period, if you were depressed, a lot of times they just throw you into an insane asylum. Right, well, yeah, and they call too. it your illness, your sickness, your madness. Is what, uh, oh, I can't remember what, what it's called. That's all right. I'll think of it eventually. But yes, they... A lot of times they would, especially if a woman made that complaint, mm-hmm. then it got pushed back because a woman can't be trusted to tell you what she really feels anyway. So, yes, actually, I did not see a lot of that kind of thinking in this book. Really? It was very progressive for the time. Hmm. Very progressive with the people. Um, I should I should also mention that. The their two brothers were a part of this a big part of this novel too, which is Toby and Adrian, mm-hmm. and like um, Adrian has a relationship with another man, so oh. that's what I mean by very progressive for this time period. And okay, guy a guy had a relationship with another guy, right? And they t- okay, right? right. And Virginia I- had a relationship with another woman before she was married. Oh. And so there, all that stuff has always been happening. It's just that no one ever talked about it. Right, exactly. But, and um, like I said, Virginia is mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. And um, Vanessa is, is almost like her constant. And a lot of the book is about Vanessa and Virginia and how... Virginia, if Virginia feels threatened by someone who comes into Vanessa's life, she almost tries to sabotage it. Mm -hmm. Like when she gets married, she's very jealous of the relationship between Vanessa and her husband. So she tries to sabotage it. And just, you know, and other people who come into Vanessa's life and she tries to sabotage it because she wants, Virginia wants all of Vanessa's attention. And um, it's just, it it sounds exhausting being Virginia's sister. (laughs) It does sound exhausting. 
Now, how far does it actually go? Does it go all the way to when Virginia Woolf killed herself? Or, um, I believe, I don't remember, I don't think it goes all the way, but pretty close. Okay. Because she actually is married. She, I mean, it goes through where, you know, Virginia gets married. And, of course, Vanessa's last part of her life when she's married to Leonard Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's it's a very interesting book in a lot of aspects between the relationship between sisters and the relationship between um, two sisters when one of them has a disability. Because really before these other people come into their lives, these friends, um, Toby and Adrian and Vanessa understand Virginia's ways. They know specific things that they can do and specific ways that they can do it that won't set her off. Yeah. And she won't, you know, talk a different language for a week because, you know, something threw her off the deep edge or she'll refuse to eat if something throws her off the deep edge. But then other people come in and they don't understand it. And then they try to do things to change it. And, and of course, make it better. if you any and it anybody who has dealt with a family member who has a mental illness will understand that that's not something that can change, especially overnight. Even the stress of meeting new people sometimes will set them off. Right. Mm-hmm. My father was mentally ill, so I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Don't set him off. That was one of my mom's favorite phrases mm-hmm. when we were kids. Your family gets you, even if it's not always great. Right. You know, your family it, takes care of you. and It's commonplace. It's Yeah. It's normal to you. Even if it's not normal to somebody from outside, it's normal to you. Exactly. And sometimes it's hard, excuse me, it's hard for somebody to come in and... For them to be freaked out about something that's normal to you. Because I have a sister who has muscular dystrophy. She's in a wheelchair. And, you know, it's just normal for me about the way she is. But then when we went to high school and friends used to come over, they would sometimes would ask me questions, but they would ask me hush, hush questions. It's like. (laughs) Because they didn't want to embarrass. Right. And they didn't. They didn't know. And it's like, it's okay to ask. I said, if you have a question, ask her. She's not going to care. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a big secret that she has a disability. She's in a wheelchair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know. I completely understand that because when I was 13 and going through being diagnosed with a disease you can't see mm-hmm. and people kind of like in, you know, middle school, the beginning of high school, people kind of just started rumors. So I remember that like Ugh. it. Like, so I, I kind of, I completely understand that yeah. too. Right. So it's interesting to like read about it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, it a is. lot of times everything seems normal to you until you try to explain it to somebody else or until someone else comes into the situation and goes, whoa, that is yeah. way off base there. What's yeah. going on? Right. And you're exactly. like, huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean that's not normal? <laughs> yeah. I live with these people my whole life. What do you mean they're weird? <laughs> yeah. so yeah I mean it's cool that they were able to we're always interested in famous people I mean that's just natural right and everybody knows the name Virginia Woolf Mm -hmm. but we haven't heard so much about her sister right I did look at some of her paintings because of course you know you know me I 
I read it and I was like, well, I wonder if that's true. So I start looking at different things and pulling up <laughs> paintings and, and everything else. And some of her stuff is actually pretty interesting and yeah. it's in museums. So, so she, she must did, not have sucked too bad. huh? Yeah, she did sell some. My sister probably knows who she is, you know, because my sister's an artist. So maybe she knows. Yeah. I never heard maybe. of her. <laughs> I hadn't heard of her either, to tell you the truth. Or... But I know who Virginia Woolf is. Yeah, but know. I... I didn't know that she, that Virginia Woolf had a sister who was a painter in a, until I read this. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, it you know, yeah. you learn something new. <laughs> and you kind of see a glimpse into the life. Now it is fictional because Vanessa Bell did not keep a journal. So they just have to go through. So it's a fictionalized account of real people. Right. And they went through letters mm-hmm. and, and um, different things about their relationship and put together what their relationship seemed like. And this is told with like diary entries, letters back and forth mm. to people. So that's cool. And it, it, it was interesting. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite books in the world, but it, it definitely was interesting and I did finish it. So it had oh, to hey, be at least a little interesting. I finished. <laughs> so what would you give it on, on a rating scale? Um, I would probably give it a 3.5. It okay. starts slow. It definitely starts slow. It takes a little bit to get into it. But once you start getting into the story, mm-hmm. it gets more interesting because all of the siblings are interesting people ah, to read about. That I always mean, helps. It doesn't tell quite as much about the brothers, but Adrian and Toby. Um, But what they do tell of the brothers is interesting. Hmm. That's cool. But I couldn't write anything about my family because we're not all that interesting. <laughs> Strange? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty interesting. I don't know. And you have a lot of very artistic people in your family. Yep, you, your brothers and sisters. Because that's what happens when you're raised by a schizophrenic guy. It, <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the territory. How sad is it, though, that... I don't know how to put this right, but just say mental it. instability seems to make the greatest it does. artist. Thank you. There's greatest a thin line between madness and, and genius. genius. Yes. It's true. <laughs> My sister Anne is a Western artist. Her name is Anne Hansen. You need to look her up. She's an excellent, she's a really, really good artist. Mm-hmm. My sister Pat is an artist and an art teacher. Mm-hmm. My brother Richard's a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Then there's me, loud mouth by, by profession, <laughs> and my little brother, he's a roofer. <laughs> but well, he's so awesome. He has so many it... talents that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't exploit his talents as much as the rest of us. I think mm-hmm. he, he just, he was so sick of hearing about it by the time he got to be old enough to do anything. But... Which brother is it that has music on SoundCloud? Is it Th- Richard? That's Richard. Is he's it Richard? Dwibbit. Okay. Is his now? See, um, I, I listened to some of his, and it's it's pretty Twibbit, good. Yeah, it's it's not bad at all. Yeah, that's good. my brother. It's a little slow for my taste. Little, yeah, well, but it's very, and it's <laughs> even more interesting when you know that he only has three good fingers on his left hand. He's a guitar player. Uh, he had a t- uh, an accident in a tannery when he was uh, in his late teens, and it cut right down the center of his arm all the way to his elbow Ooh, so he lost tenets. his middle finger and then part of the two fingers on the side uh but it is very pretty music very yeah. soothing yeah i guess yep. that would be a very yes. good description yes very pretty 
But yeah, it, it's very true that when you have when you have those genes, they can either go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, we got a lot of the good artistic. parts of it. A lot of the artistic. <laughs> you and, got the genius part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just saying that because you bought my Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's an honest girl I can get behind right there. But this book, again, is called Vanessa and Her Sister by Priya Parmer. Parmer. That's Parmer. a hard one to say, isn't it? P-A-R-M-A-R, yeah, Parmer. Par- I don't Parmer. even know if I'm pronouncing it right. So if, if somebody's read some Google of her it. stuff. Look and- it up. And I'm saying it wrong. Please feel free to correct me. I do not mind. Oh, before we're done, let's not forget to mention that book giveaway again. Yes, we are still giving away the books that Josh. Joshua Unruh. Unruh. Uh, gave us to give away last week. Go to our Facebook page and look for the event and sign up for the event. Yes, and I'll try want. to go in and, and share it again yeah. tonight. So that if it's you want to, to win one of these books the first giveaway we've ever done so it's a little bumpy but we'll get there how do you not want free books yeah right. i mean really Did one I of them's the teen book the and the other one is a uh, no these are his words a violent viking a violent viking book, book. they actually yeah. if, if you judge the books by the cover they look very interesting yes they do he has great <laughs> covers so you gotta check that out all right i guess it's my turn yes okay i'm gonna first i'll tell you the reason why i picked this book to talk about because I actually read this quite a while ago, almost a year ago. And I had actually picked it for one of the very first podcasts that we did because I loved it so much. Oh my gosh, loved it so much. But then of course I read so many other books I loved I wanted to talk about. But the reason this one came up again is because Peter Swanson, who's the author just released a new book that I'm dying to read. I can't get my hands (laughs) on a copy of it right now, but The name of this book is The Kind Worth Killing by Peter Swanson. And if you've ever read Strangers on a Train or seen the movie Strangers on a Train, you might kind of have an idea of what this plot is like because it starts out on this flight from London to Boston. And this guy is going through a really hard time. He's just found out that his wife is a bitch and she's cheating on him and he's really mad about it. And he's not quite sure what to do. And he sort of says something offhand while he's really drunk about how he wishes he could kill her. And this girl that's on the on the flight with him says, well, I might be able to help you out with that. Oh, so it's like they're total strangers. They just met. Mm -hmm. And that's where the story begins. And I have to say that Lily, this girl, that's the girl that he meets is fascinating a fascinating character and probably one of the best I don't even know what I'd call her psychopath maybe that I've ever read about Peter Swanson is I've loved everything I have ever read by this man Um, they have a lot of different uh, audiobooks in our library by him. So I've read the first one I read, I fell in love with, and I immediately went back to the library and checked everything else out by him because I love him. Yeah. And this was probably the fifth or sixth book I read by him. Um, so definitely, if you like mysteries at all, you're going to love this guy. 
Um, I'm surprised that not more people know about him because really his writing is just so well put together. The stories are well put together and they usually have a decent sized twist at the end. This one has a major killer freaking twist at the Mm, end. That sounds amazing. Well, one of the reviews when this came out was, is this the next Gone Girl? Oh, really? Yes. But then it just sort of got pushed under the rug by everything else that came after. Yeah. And it did not get enough attention. It is a sleeper hit, people. I think there might be a movie on the way. And it's called what? The Kind Worth Killing. The Kind Worth Killing. It's the plot to kill the wife of the guy. And this stranger who just randomly sits next to him on a plane. Just says, I could help you I with that. I can help you out with that. <laughs> I mean, it's Is creepy it almost as hell. One of, those, one of those be careful what you wish for kind of things? I'm not going to leave. I, I'm not going to give too much away on this one. Hmm. Okay. Who wrote it again? Peter Swanson. Peter Swanson. And I don't think you could go wrong with anything he's written. But he does have a reoccurring character that's a a detective as well. Hmm. So definitely, it's people who like mysteries are going to like Peter Swanson. He sounds like an interesting writer. He sounds like... Well, this book, I'm telling you, I wish I... I need to look up and see if they're... Because I think when I was Googling it earlier, um, I saw something about a movie... It sounds like something I would definitely love. I think you would. Yeah. Um, Let's see. The Kind Worth Killing movie adaptation lands Oscar-winning director. Angeliska Holland. It doesn't say anything about when the movie is coming out. But there is a movie coming out? There is a movie coming out. And I'm not a bit surprised because it was brilliantly written. Man. (laughs) It It, sounds like a very movie title. Well, it was way better than Gone Girl. You know I didn't really care for that one that much in book form. The movie was brilliant. Yes. Uh This definitely had the feel of a movie. I knew it when I was reading it. Mm -hmm. But the book was so good because it was the character of Lily that that made it so incredible. Man. Uh all It talks about her life, the way she grew up and... Oh, I wish I could tell more, but I would spoil the crap out of it if I said anything else. (laughs) I am so surprised at myself that I did not review this earlier, because as I said, it is one of my favorite mystery novels ever. It's pretty much straight mystery. Pretty, Yeah, pretty much. I would say, well, it's not really a mystery in that, I mean, there's a murder that takes place. It's not like, you obviously. know, a private detective. No, trying it's to not find the a... same kind of thing, but there is a detective that's trying to figure out who's doing what, obviously. Ah, okay. So there's that aspect that comes in later, but it's more about her life and how she became the way she is and then how she hooked up with this other guy and their participation in this thing together and I just say mystery because it kind of feels that way. It has that same feel. Yeah. It has that suspenseful. It's very suspenseful. Mysterious aspect to it. Oh, gosh. It's so good. (laughs) I just liked it so much. So there. I feel like I got that off my chest now that I'm dying to review that forever. And, of course, I didn't remember about it until I saw Her Every Fear, which is the next book by Peter Swanson. Uh, The one that you're just... 
It's Itching killing it. me. If when I found out that that thing had come out, it came out five days ago, and I still have not read it. You're jonesing for I'm it. I'm jonesing <laughs> for the new Peter Swanson novel. She will meet you on the street corner. Gimme! With cash and small bills for that novel. I am kicking myself <laughs> because I spent my Audible credits on something else uh, before I realized that this was out. Yeah. I might have to actually <laughs> bite the bullet and go spend it. Buy it on Audible. <laughs> no, actually, I have I have it on a hold list from the library. So yeah, you just have to be patient. <laughs> Hopefully, there's not too many people in front of you. I don't do well with patience, people. I know. You'll Can you right. tell? Just breathe. <sighs> Yoga breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. All right. So what else we got coming up? Anything? What's What's on the horizon? Well, I would like to say that I'm proud of myself. We went to the bookstore. And I actually am starting to recognize artists or authors. Authors. Yes. I'm starting to recognize authors, which I've never done before. (laughs) I know. Well, I'm kind of late coming into the reading game. I did read when I was a very young child, but when I was a teenager, I didn't read very much. Yeah. Because you were way too cool for that, weren't you? Well, right. Because, you know, I hung out with wastoids, so (laughs) didn't really... She was a waste. I spent, I spent more time reading the vodka bottles than actual books. So, so when I got older and I started reading again, which we've talked about before, that's when I've started to really, you know, pay attention, try to pay attention to who wrote what and mm-hmm. which authors I like. Mm-hmm. And I bought one of an author that you had talked about about before, but Ian, I had Ian McEwen, right? That I oh, had yeah. never actually read. Which one? Um, it's called Solar. Oh, I, I haven't can't read wait that one. to read it. I read the, I read the box. Yeah, it sounded she's really audiobook. interesting. I'm gonna borrow it from her when <laughs> she's done. His books are very. I like his books. I mean, they're very, he he is English, so sometimes and he has a very like I can't think of the word, but he like very British style. Kind of. I was trying to say like not knowledgeable, but um, like intellectual. He's worked on his writing a lot. Okay, it's uh, very. Very like polished. put together and uh, polished. Polished is a good word, yeah. I think. So, so some people might have trouble reading it, but I love his like Atonement is one of yep, my favorite. That was one I, books. So I knew that that was the same author. We talked mm-hmm. about it in the car on the way over mm-hmm. here. We went and trolled the bookstores before we got here yeah. because normally we record this uh, podcast on Friday nights, but because of Ice Mageddon, we yeah we didn't which was a, a near miss. <laughs> I was still here Friday. Were you? Yeah. We should have done it Friday night, but we were all worried we might get iced in. So right, just in case it came and hit after yeah. we got here and then couldn't get home. Yeah, because that was gonna. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, we didn't yeah. want to sleep here in the, in the yeah. studio. That would. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. I do have a blanket in my office, though, so if anybody ever needs to I took my blanket home because we're remodeling the office, and they made us take everything out of our desks and take it home. So all my goodies are gone. So, all right. So next week. Uh, hopefully we will have a guest. I don't know. Um, one of the guys we work with, we've been trying to get him in here, but he does, um, he ends up working a lot on Friday nights. Yeah. So it's hard to get with his schedule. He's trying to get somebody to work for him, but we'll see if we can get him in here. He, le- he reads a lot of science fiction like I do. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. Okay. So, and other than that, I guess we'll just have to see what we see because I've re- read a whole bunch of crap in the last couple of days. And <laughs> yes. I mean, I say crap because there were three books that I waited for that I read, you know, maybe two chapters in and said, nah, yeah. <laughs> send it back. 
I saw so that, that was, pile. It, it was a disappointing weekend from that standpoint. And then I read one that was so weird that, but it was interesting in that. I think I saw the future and the past because, well, actually the reason that I picked it up to read it is I recognized the name of the character from, have you ever read The Strain by, uh, oh, what's his name? Del Toro? Yeah, I read, I read that. Yeah. So Palmer Eldridge, who's a character in that book... It's actually the title of a book written by Philip K. Dick years ago. And it's a science fiction and it's weird as hell. Uh So it's called The Five Stigmata of Palmer Eldridge. And of course, I had to read it because I had to see if there's a connection between Palmer Eldridge. And I did see a connection in there. Because you like The Strain better than I did. Oh, yeah. We talked about that that one whole series was just killer so the strain is good because i've seen it like a lot i personally freaking loved it my husband loved it the Mm -hmm. whole series and we watched the series on tv which of course was it's never as good as the book yeah and i will say i did like the book the only reason i did not go on and read more of because there's more than one book of that right yes there's three i think okay the reason why i stopped with the first book is because it was too gross it was it is pretty gross. It, I mean, it was kind of. It, I I didn't like the Guillermo del Toro is the. I know author. grossness isn't the right word for it. <laughs> it but. is seriously gross though. The wor- the little worms crawling into people's eyes and under yeah, their skin that, and stuff. It that was just pretty damn ugh. nasty. But yeah, but but I can definitely see, and it would be interesting to find out if Guillermo del Toro did that on purpose. If he actually read that book. Man, I, I tell you, I see a connection. Maybe he read it a long time ago and it was, you know, it came out in the story that he Maybe wrote. it's just a tenuous connection because I want to make it a connection. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> but still cool. It well, we've talked about book. that before, about other writers now who it's like there's reflections from exactly. books from a long time ago. Right. Because what you read is eventually what you write in some ways because it becomes part of you. Right. It, it, that's a good way to put it. So it's not like plagiarism because if something gives you an idea that's completely unrelated to the thing that you're reading, yeah, that idea came from somewhere, true, mm-hmm. but it's usually not exactly the same. It's just an idea. Yeah. And that's why so many authors are able to create so many bare, such a huge variety of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they're so open-minded that they read all of this other stuff and they make connections and those stories become a part of them and they can create their own, not versions, it's I was, not versions, but no, their it's own not. But stories. I was, I was reading something about, they were talking to Stephen King about the way he writes and he even admitted, he said, a lot of the times I end up writing things that are in the same vein to what I happen to be reading. Like if I'm really into history for a while... Then I end up with something like eleven twenty two sixty three, which, by the way, was freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I still need to read that one because that sounds like one that I would yeah. like. It's still on my list. Well, on one of list. these days, girls. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this time. Um, hopefully, we'll have a guest, and if not, that's okay too because we. <laughs> Nicole's got change. Anybody need change? 
<laughs> it's like you tried to stop one of them and just more keep falling. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's okay. We know that's our, that's who to ask tip. for change for the pop machine. <laughs> yep. If it takes pennies. I wish you could see this blush on her cheeks. It's absolutely spectacular. I was going to get my lotion and I thought we were, we were almost done. And then all my change falls out. Oh, I love it. Sorry, guys. That's all right. <laughs> We need a little excitement in this room. It's a little, a little dull in here. It woke us up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess that's going to do it for Three, Three Book, Book Girls. Girls.